Hi, my name is Pat Live and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is Tuesday, March 31st, 2021. Welcome to Episode 10 of the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time, a series of interviews I've had with over 50 Canadian musicians in 2020 and 2021. Back in June of last year, the first wave of the pandemic was subsiding, somewhat, so I thought it would be a good time to check in with the artists to see how they were doing, never thinking we would still be in this mess and having these discussions a year later. Live performance with an audience is still banned. The gig economy, from cleaners to the performers themselves, has been decimated. Many artists continue to work tirelessly, creating new ways to keep in touch with their audiences. Others have decided to leave the music business altogether. Everything around the world has been shuttered since March of 2020, and even outdoor festivals are cancelling 2021, planning for future festivals in 2022 there is still no indication when the resuscitation can begin. After recording a number of artists, the decision was made to create a podcast so people could hear the artists in their own voices. Recorded using my phone in various locations, indoors and outdoors, in parks, patios, and in living rooms and over Zoom. Consider all the additional noises added entertainment. I Zoomed with Leon Harrison, lead vocalist for the transplanted Australian rock band The Lazies in late June of 2020. A no-nonsense hard rock combo from Sydney, Australia, The Lazies formed in 2006, earning a solid reputation both for the quality of their music and their strong work ethic, contradictory to their name. The band self-released three EPs before making their full-length album debut in 2010 with Prison Earth. In 2015, they made their first overseas appearance with a string of Toronto shows during Canadian Music Week. The adventure to Canada proved to be a game-changer for the band, creating a massive buzz among music fans during CMW. The attention attracted a high-profile booking agent and a North American management deal. Working with Billy Talent's guitarist Ian DeSat, they wrote Shake It Like You Mean It and Black Rebel, two hit songs that charted. This collaboration grew into a full album, and 2018 saw the release of Tropical Hazards. The summer of 2019 was spent touring Europe twice, including several stages on the festival circuit, performing at Leandes del Rock and Bloodstock in Spain, as well as the Summer Breeze and Multiculture Festival and the Wacken Open Air Festival in Germany. Wacken was the largest festival and the largest audience the band had ever played for. The Lazies, at least two of the members, fell in love with Canada and now call it home. I met Matt Morris, who plays lead guitar, and Leon during CMW 2015. I have photographed many of their shows in various venues around Toronto and managed to keep in touch with them over the years. Where were you guys last year? And where should you be this year? Mm -hmm. Well, last year was incredible for our band. Uh, we did two tours of Europe uh, extensively in Germany um, and surrounding countries there and then into the UK uh, and then followed that sort of club tour up earlier in the year with the festival season, which would have been kicking off around now. Um, and we got to play a bunch of 
epic festivals and one to note was Wacken Festival, you know, thousands of people and just such a great response. And so, yeah, this time last year we would have been gearing up for that um, and it would have been devastating if that got cancelled. That was our first real uh, look into the European festival scene and it's imperative that you do well at them and people respond well for the future of your band. So if that had been pulled from underneath us, it would have been really shit. Um, so my, yeah, my thoughts go out to all the bands, guys like Crownlands and stuff like that, who were actually embarking on their first year this year and it's all been stripped. So hopefully we can just hit play off the pause button and they can get, get back, get back there next year. Um, this year would have been, uh, I think we had a couple of festivals with Billy Talent, one out in the East in Truro, Rock the Hub, I think. And then another one in Quebec. I, I don't know what it's called. I'd have to look. <laughs> um, and a couple of club shows I think we're going to do. But this year was going to be quiet for us. We were going to write our next record. So, and that takes a long time. This is actually some good downtime in, in many ways for you guys then. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were lucky in that respect, but lots of bands haven't been. So, yeah, we don't want to rush our albums ever. Yeah. And if, you know, if you do, then you're sort of lacking on the quality and whatnot. So, yeah, we're just going to spend this year writing. Now, you were you said you were at Wackenfest last year. Do you, do you happen to be playing around the same time as a band called Operist? No, I've heard the name though. There's there's so many bands that play that festival. It's insane. It's over about four days and they get about 100,000 people through the gates each day. And it's unbelievable. Like the, yeah. the, magnitude of the entire event is just like, it takes, it takes your breath away, man, as a muso. And I've never seen anything like it. The opera is from Toronto. Oh, okay. And I know that they played um, Oakenfest for the first time. Uh-huh. Last oh, year. cool. Yeah, so yeah, right. Would be interesting to see two two Toronto bands on the same bill. For sure. Toronto Australian. Tor- yeah, Australians. <laughs> Australian, Australians. Yes, I have to yeah. remember that Australian. <laughs> so, so you're so you and Maddie you're focusing on writing. So has has the has, has the whole pandemic isolation thing changed your approach to um, to, to what you're doing? Yeah, it's so, yeah, I mean, me and Maddie, we've always sort of written online and, you know, being from Australia and stuff like that, like a bit of history for you, like our single Black Rebel was written all online um, and we only recorded it in Toronto. So we've had a bit of um, experience with the whole online thing for quite some time, even communicating with family and all that sort of stuff because we're away so much. Um, so that hasn't really, it was kind of like just, uh, not, it's kind of normal, but um like I do, I do bandwagon as well, which is uh, like riding with um, up and coming bands and all that sort of stuff and mentoring. So that's all online too. So that's given, you know, a lot of bands out there something, you know, to work towards. Like I'm trying to inspire them to ride in this time and get their ducks in a line. You know what I mean? So when there shouldn't be a band out there now that comes, you know, comes out of this virus going, Oh, what, what, um, what, what should we do? Like that would be like, well, what have you been doing for the last, fucking six months you know what I mean <laughs> like now's the time to buckle down and write your material and and plan your next steps type thing 
That's true. It's a really good, it's because everybody's on the same level playing field now. It doesn't matter how big or how small you are. Mm-hmm. Everybody's I mean, yeah, down. everyone is. And uh, yeah, all tours have been canceled. It's shit. It sucks. I know everything has all the festivals that I cover everything. I mean, 2020 is a wash. Yeah. I think for everybody, I don't think it's, I, and I don't think that's going to change even towards the end of the year. Things will be opened up, but not that much. Not mm-hmm. enough to, not enough for concerts, large gatherings anyway. So is any of what's going on now, would that be reflected in your music that you're writing uh, now? Man, probably, uh, probably not. Um, nah, not really, not the virus. But, you know, like mental health a big thing for me, um, stuff like that. Could, you know, that's that's been difficult on people, so... I definitely want to write a song. We're definitely going to be writing a song that's angled towards mental health on the next album because it's important and important to the band and and uh, everyone out there, right? So, yeah, just so long as everyone stays stays sane in this time. It's very challenging, obviously, on, on everybody for different reasons. But, yeah, no, we're not going to write a song like fucking virus or something like that. <laughs> so how are you guys, I mean, you're not outperforming your sort of cloistered writing right now mm-hmm. so are you are you guys on social media a lot how are you how are you keeping the lazies relevant to your audience because you have a huge fan base mm-hmm. um yeah i like to use social media it's fun you know i don't really how do i say this i don't really give a shit about the whole game of relevancy you know what i mean like i think your, mu- your music should speak for that so one thing one thing that i've really uh, started understanding is 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 the basis of your music being absolutely everything. So it doesn't matter what what social media have. Or it just doesn't matter. So long if if you don't have great songs, then people are going to move on. If you have great songs, people are just going to always have you in their catalog, right? And like our our streamings haven't gone down. Our our YouTube stuffs in, in actually increasing a lot. So I think people are discovering us too still. We've never had a big mass marketing push. It might seem like we have, but we haven't. But um, people are always discovering our band, which I love. It's not just one big blanket and then everyone just goes, oh, fuck off type thing. It's like, oh, I really like this. And everyone's got a story about um, discovering our band or the first time they came and saw us or whatever time. You know, the boys are very friendly. We always hang out with people. So, yeah, I think, like, those kind of things will always keep us relevant because we put the time in and over our career, you know, because we love it. Even though yeah. sometimes on the road, we want to kill each other. <laughs> well, you know, it shows on you when you guys are on stage, it shows. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's what you project to the audience and that's what you get back from them. Well, that's where you win or lose, right? On the stage and the songs will get you to the stage and then, what you do on the stage is like in a music domain, like the sporting match. So you've got to go out there and win the crowd over. And if you don't, then you've got to go back to the drawing board. So we've always had that mentality. Like it's just uh, it's ingrained in us from like growing up playing rock and roll in Australia and stuff like that. What's the history of the Lazies? How long have you guys been together? Well, I say officially, I like to say officially 2007, um, April. We went out on our first tour with an Australian band. It was like 40 dates. Wow. Yeah, 
quite, it was quite a whirlwind. Like me and Maddie just wanted this tour so badly. And his cousin was actually like 17 or something. I don't even think he was of age to be playing in bars. And then we're like, oh, we've got 40 shows. He pulled out the night before that tour. And I was just like, fuck, no. You know what I mean? And so we trained a guy up in a day and then left. He doesn't play with us anymore, though. His name was Tyler. Um, he was very early on in the lazies, but yeah, so that's how much we wanted it. We were just like, we'll do anything to get a drummer immediately. 2007, though, yeah. So what's that? Three, 13, 13 years. 13 years. How are you, how are you coping personally with all of this? So, yeah, I'm all right. Um, yeah, pretty good. Like it was hard at first, but now I'm just, I bought a bike. I'm getting out. I'm riding. Working with lots of bands, as I said, yeah. um, it's a passion of mine. I've got a bunch of mentors working on this program now. Um, so I'm literally busy all day with something. And that's what you got to do. you got to stay busy in the arts because, like, musicians, I know I, that's all I've really hung around and I am one. So I know how frustrated you can get and um, how lonely you can get and like you just don't think your life's heading anywhere or whatever it's tough man it's hard so staying busy and motivated and just keep working on songs is is the best outlet like uh the best thing i ever heard malcolm young from acdc say he was like when bon scott died all they were back in the studio within like three weeks and he's like it's all we knew what to how, what to do it's all we knew to get our mind off our friend dying so yeah, you just that's what I. Forward. You got to and uh, talk, hang out with other musicians, man. Everyone's the same. Come, come, hang out at Bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well, we've I mean, got a bunch of mentors ready and ready to work with um, songwriters and bands and and help them. Time for some music. The song we're about to hear is called Half Mast Blues, according to Leon. It's one we wanted to attack, kind of like ACDC's song, The Jack, where you have a funny topic, but you don't really make it too obvious. So we made it about a pirate who continues to get a little too drunk with his partner, which is followed up by a bit of erectile dysfunction, half-mast blues. It was just a bit of tongue-in-cheek. Good. 
Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. We just heard Half Mass Blues by the Lazies off their album, Tropical Hazards. You're listening to a conversation I had with Leon Harrison, lead vocalist for the Lazies, back in late June 2020. So on that note, what is Bandwagon? Well, I kind of think I summed it up, but it's it's an initiative with a bunch of mentors. Like at the moment, I've got John from Monster Truck and Kenda from Creepshow, myself and Maddie. Got Ryan Roxy, who plays guitar for Alice Cooper. I'm about to announce a bunch of Australian mentors that play in really, really established Australian bands. And we've got on the industry side of things, like my manager, Chris, who's been within the record industry and management side of music business for 20-plus years, like Dougie Elliott from the 94.9 The Rock, Daryl Hurst from Indie Week. Yeah, there's all these sort of mentors that are um, available to be sourced by up and coming bands or songwriters or people in the music industry that want guidance and next steps advice. Right. So, so, so how do people reach yeah, those mentors but, um, and bandwagon? So I'm in the process of getting my website built, but right now you can just go to bandwagon workshops at gmail.com, but we're on Facebook bandwagon workshops and Instagram, the same bandwagon okay. workshops. And it's all based online and you can get a mentor and um, start working towards it's, you know, better songs, better direction. Too many people are spending money on music that just doesn't have the, the wow factor. It's just, the, that's just the bottom line. So you got to, you've really got to factor that in before you go start blowing money in studio time. Right. Writing songs. I'm no, I'm not, I'm not Paul McCartney, but like, you know, the the longer I stay in music and the business of music, it's like, right, there's so many songs out there and writing songs is a, is an art form in itself. And if it doesn't, go back to the drawing board. 
And that's that's what Bandwagon, in a, in a nutshell, is trying to move forward with these mentors. So it's kind of like an ecosystem. This is a bit of an open-ended question, but how do you think the pandemic and what we're going through right now is going to change or alter anything in the landscape of music and the music business? Well, I'd like to think it's going to... Um, lots of great songs are going to come out of it because everyone's sort of sitting at home working on music. So, And I'd also like to think that... Um, when live shows do come back and the big gatherings and stuff, I think the crowds are going to be crazier than ever. I think uh, for a while at least, which would be awesome. You and think? I think, yeah, I think that music's going to have a, hopefully a, a greater presence within society and a greater respect, you know? That's a really good point. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's going to be difficult to bring people back into the clubs or into the concert, concert theaters? Mm. No, not really. I, I wouldn't have thought, but it'll just go on all the sanctions, won't it, and what, how they want to control it. <laughs> that, 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 that's all it'll be. So, but, but you know, um, a world without music and the arts is uh, not, a, not a very positive one. So I think that there'll be great music coming out of it. There'll be lots of eager and, you know, fanatical people coming out of it. So, yeah, let's let's rage <laughs> yeah, let's get well, festivals I, going again and just oh, you know i can well, hardly wait it was kind of like the, it's been sort of a except for europe with the exception of europe and stuff like even in australia or everything just got so controlled and policed and you know you can't drink a beer in front of the stage you've got to go up there and have your fucking plastic cup and warm beer in that section <laughs> like all those sort of regulations that were starting to hit festivals. I know in Canada and Australia. It's so one of the questions I've been asking the artists is in <laughs> Toronto, and I'm only going to speak for Toronto, there are a shitload of bands that come through. You get five bands on one bill in a, in a club in one night. By the time the fifth band is played, I've forgotten who the first band is. So my, uh, my question is, is do you think that the artists and the musicians that are dedicated to sort of rise above, but maybe cull the herd a bit at the lower level. Cull the herd. Ah, far out. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that one. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, art is uh, freedom of speech type thing. So anyone has the right to sort of play. I, I, I'll just go back to what I've said before. It's, it's you know, it's survival of the fittest in any industry. So okay. you're going to, you're going to sh- if you're going to shine through, you're going to shine through. I'm, like I said, I'm working with a band called dead levy, man. Like these guys message me every day. I'm like, am I your fucking manager? <laughs> you know, they're so good, but like they are very, very motivated young guys who have a good live show. They're, they're working on their songs and they, they will make ground because they're very, very motivated. They're the kind of acts I want to see start, you know, breaking through and all that in in the future. So the ones that are motivated that are really, really want to make this career, this is their calling, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just so many, um, there's so many things to consider if you actually want a career in music. If you just want to go and play in your local bar and, think you're God's gift to the universe for a few nights, mm-hmm. <laughs> then go do it. But if you actually want a career in music, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot different. It's a, it's a different landscape than a lot of people 
um, perceive potentially. Yeah. But you know, it's one of the most rewarding uh, lines of work I think you can do. Like seeing people super stoked on songs you're playing and traveling the world and meeting people and going to radio stations and TV stations and just doing all great sorts of things that a lot of people would really like to do. It's, that's, that's a, the rewarding part, but you know, there's money issues, there's, there's relationship issues. There's, I could talk for five days yeah. <laughs> on the, on, on, and that's just, that's just me. Like every touring band in the world has the same story. You know, it's tough. It's really tough to be away from important times, important dates. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're, you're really working on somebody else's schedule and not your own. Yeah, like, for example, you said, has has much changed for us? Not really. I mean, before COVID-19, Matt attended his grandmother's funeral on on Zoom, on Skype, because we were away. You know, if you're on the other side of the world, it's very difficult to just pack up and leave five other guys who are there. And it's it's just bad luck. And it's just all these things you have to support your bandmates on and be there for one another and... uh, and so, yeah, like he, there's an example for you how things haven't yeah. really changed for us. He went to a Zoom funeral before the virus. So. This next song, Shake It Like You Mean It, was co-written with Billy Talent singer, songwriter, and guitarist Ian DeSaw and was one of two songs he and the Lazies worked on together that charted. From this grew a friendship and a collaboration on the next Lazies album. <laughs>
Welcome back to the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. We just heard Shake It Like You Mean It by The Lazies, one of their first hit singles from 2017. You're listening to a conversation I had with Leon Harrison, lead vocalist for The Lazies, back in late June 2020. Okay, last question is, what's one positive thing to come out of this for you and for the band? One positive thing to... Oh, it's bandwagon for sure, 100%. Yeah, like I started that and it's, it's, it's on fire and I love it and I'm getting to work with so much music and do my very best to um, mentor and help people take their next steps. That's so rewarding. Um, the other great thing that's going to come out of it is um, the Lazies will have a new record. So when we finally can tour and stuff, we're going to be coming back with a new album and it's great. Like we're four songs deep now and we've got all our ideas, if you could imagine them all on a whiteboard or something like that. And um, the, the different types of songs we want to have and include and the, the concepts and stuff like that. So yeah, like bandwagon and the Lazies having a new record and I'm saving lots of money. <laughs> I'm not yep. getting wasted on patios. Or... <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. Okay. Right, Leon. Well, yeah. Cheers. Thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, that's oh, it's no worries at all. It's good. You've just listened to a conversation I had with Leon Harrison of the lazies back in June, 2020. Leon is currently putting the paperwork together to make Canada his forever home, referring to himself as Australian. I like that. Welcome to Canada, Leon. Also, thanks to all of you who have taken the time out of your busy schedules to listen, inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. To Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong, many thanks once again for writing and performing the Love the Music theme song. Follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.